Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now, here are your hosts, Red Ron White, Buffalo Brian, and D-Law Dan Lawless. Pictures of Dan. Or real well no not that. Like NHL style. Anyway, you can email the email is also Podcast at gmail.com. And we do have a pretty full barely minute, although it might not be that long. Assists, so I'm two points up on D-Law now. Um, nothing fantastic. I don't skate very well. I don't skate very fast. And I'm actually pretty bad. So if I get the puck and I'm not moving, I'm effed. And that's exactly what happened. I got the puck, I wasn't moving, and the defense was coming. The only person that was open was our D-man. So I just, from the blue line, they passed it. Or I'm sorry, from from just outside of their zone, I passed it back to our D-man at the red line. He took it all the way down the ice, got the assist. I got the second helper. So, D-Law, what are you going to do? You can't catch me now. Yeah, but anyway, um, so I'm back uh, next Tuesday, so maybe I can go ask you and, uh, and uh, some points here. But I had a game third. Is that all you want to talk about for the Tuesday game? It wasn't very long. No, no, I mean, we just get blown out game in and game out. They have players that have, I mean, they have some players that have been playing their whole life, and for crying out loud, they had a guy that was like 70 that played his whole life, so. That's the way it really um, is. Yeah, just, you know, it's it's just, it kind of sucks when you get those guys in the league that just want to be the next Yarmor Yager of beer league. It's like, we're out here to have fun, and And I I find myself not even trying sometimes when certain people are on the ice. Because I, I can have a clear breakaway. I could be starting at my red, at, at the red line, breaking into the zone on their goalie, and they could be behind my net, and they would still catch me and steal the puck. So, I mean, it's just, I'm irrelevant when I play against guys like that. So, Thursday, we had a game our, it was our last uh, regular season game, and, well, it, it started 
decent. I mean, sort of. Even though we first period, you know, uh, we were down two to one. Uh, second period, though, I played pretty good. I didn't give up any goals in that period. But then the third period happened. Um, we ended up dropping this game five to one. Um, for the most part, it was two, two nothing, two to one for most of the game. Till part of the third, um, uh, third period. But there was one save. I don't remember. I kind of remember what goalie. It was just recently NHL goalie. I want. I want to say it was a Rangers goalie, but I don't remember. So anyway, the goalie he was like down and. He picked his leg up in the air, and he made the save uh, off that leg. And well, I I made I let me say I did that. I didn't intentionally do it. I just you know, threw my leg up. That was like when I threw my leg up, it was like it was almost identical as far as I know, uh, to that name, except for Emmy, but the only difference is mine went in the net. I don't know. If I hit me, it went in the net. My leg went in the net. The actual goalie saved Wait, wait, wait. I so guess that's... I just, I, guess, I just hyped you up and, and requested the agents for a goal. All that hype no, you didn't even make the you, save? You didn't let me finish. Jesus, you had me stringing along. I was like, God, this, he probably made like the most miraculous beer league save in I wish. the history of men. I did you know, have a nice glove nice save, but yeah, it's just all we're, we're going to be. Oh, it wasn't a leg that's, save, it was a well, reflection goal. That's just the way we're going to be. We're going to be. It was like last Sunday. I had my head and went in. Of ten teams. Um, you know, they just, they, they didn't come out skating hard. 
And I, I get there's some injuries. I, I understand that we're trying to get some young guys some playing time. We're tanking. We're not going to try to make a playoff run. We're making a run at the guard. Um, and Pia Sooner got the only goal tonight. Uh, we were just, we just steamrolled. McKinnon had a goal, which you can expect. Um, Ron Byron had a goal. <clears throat> they're just they're a great team. Byron, yeah. But Detroit just they didn't look good in that game. Um, and then we had back-to-back. We had a Monday night against uh, Florida. <clears throat> and it was the same thing. Detroit just gets owned by the Detroit brothers. Like, they own Detroit. Um, we were out. They, they just they outplayed us. They were much stronger on the puck. They played body much better. And I, I say this every week, but Detroit is just not, they're just not a strong team. Like, we lack the physical presence on the ice. And it shows. We're getting out-muscled off the puck. Guys are playing skittish. We're not going 100%. Like, it's just it's just not, it's not good. Like, we can't hang teams and play as physically. So that means we shouldn't be in a playoff run because playoff series are violent. I mean, they, they're played fast, they're played hard, and if we can't do it in the regular season, there's no way we could survive in, in the playoffs. Um, you know, the only good things, uh, Suter and, and Larkin each got a goal. You know, Suter has a couple of games here with a couple of goals. He's just trying to fight for a roster spot next year. We've got some guys who are potentially coming up. Who knows who we get in the draft. And I just, you know, Suter, I think, is just a placeholder if he doesn't really start putting some points on the board because he's just kind of out there. I mean, he does have 13 on the year, but he's just not a huge presence on the ice. Then we go Tuesday night um, into St. Louis. And we can't rebound. I know St. Louis is also in a rebuild. Uh, they've, they've sold the house as well. Um, but we end up coming out with a 3-2 win in, in overtime. Actually, in a shootout. We got it in a shootout. Chason, you know, he continues to get power play goals. Um, you know, he's just he's playing excellent right now. He was, I know he's a little bit older, but he's got that that net front presence, very similar to like a Tomas Holmstrom. He's not Tomas Holmstrom. He's not as, um, you know, he's not deflecting pucks or really staying in the in the goalie's face. But he's always on the doorstep. He gets dirty dirty goals. It's working for him. Um, you know, then then Zadino's in. And he, uh, you know, he gets a goal. And I've been hard on him. He's only got three goals this season. And my, my stance doesn't change on him. I know all, all the Detroit fans try to defend him. All of them, they won the game because Zadina tied it up. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. He doesn't come out and play consistent. He doesn't play hard every single – I shouldn't say he doesn't play hard, but he, he doesn't – sometimes his two-way game isn't that great. Um – but he just, he really needs to, you know, he just really needs to, uh, I don't know, he, he, he's got to go. I'm just not sold on Zadina. We ended up, you know, Lucas Raymond comes in. He's been kind of quiet this year. Uh, he wins it in the shootout for us. So definitely a good game for Detroit. Right? Um, but then we had a, you know, we were playing St. Louis again at home uh, Thursday. And that one, we just, we blew it. We were in the game. We hung that entire game. And it felt like there were a thousand, it just felt like there was like a thousand 
turnovers in that game. Um, but Detroit hung in there. They played a good game, you know, and, and I don't like comparing myself to St. Louis because they're on the, the downward spiral as well. But, I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, but what I mean is, like, I, I'm, I'm watching, like, good hockey against that team. I shouldn't say that team because they're all they're all NHLers, but they're not what they were a few years ago. They're you know tanking like Detroit is, so it really stinks to say, "Hey, we played a really good competitive game against St. Louis, who's on the downward spiral." Um, you know, it's always good experience for our guys, but you know, Ed- Edmondson gets a goal. Um, it's nice because they weren't going to give it to him; they're actually going to give it to Matt Luff. But luckily. Luckily, they gave the right goal, so. Luckily, Heath, uh, uh, Edmondson actually uh, purposely shot it at the Blues gate. Yeah, I mean, that's just a tactic that that players use. Just put it towards the bodies and hope for a deflection. It worked. I mean, the kid got his first goal, which is pretty exciting. Mom, dad, and brother were all in attendance for it. They're all heading back home. They headed back home after that game. So it was cool that they got to see their kid's first goal in, in person. Um, Warman, you know, he gets another one, you know, laser from the, the left-hand side, which is awesome because we got Warman from St. Louis. So, um, you know, it's just, it was, it's cool because he's, he's younger. Um, and he's just, he shows a lot of offensive promise. He's fast. And he also plays, you know, pretty Pretty physical game. Like, he's one of the guys that's not afraid to throw his body around. Um, but he played well. And then again, Chason, you know, in the crease, he gets his, you know, he gets another goal in the third period. Um, unfortunately, it was a little, a little too late for Detroit. Uh, and, and they just weren't able to, you know, they just weren't able to carry it over throughout the, the game. But that was, that's Detroit. You know, we're, in a, we're in a losing streak. And people aren't really worried about it. Some people are complaining about it. But listen, Detroit fans, what's one more year? Next year we should go in panic mode. You know, I mean, Buffalo, they've, they've been doing it for how many years and they finally figured it out. We've got a GM that's going to figure it out. we just got to ride the, ride the down years, maybe one or two more years. Let us grow and develop and make some off-season trades and whatnot. We'll get there. We'll get there again. Just... Gotta, we gotta suffer through a couple of years of bad hockey. But I don't know. Should I should I recap today's game or say? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, and it's for the record. I would have put Detroit as a win, but that wasn't the outcome. <laughs> so, you guys lost to Philly. No, no, we didn't just lose. We got destroyed. That's my recap right there. Detroit went into Philly. Nobody showed up to play, and we we got steamrolled. They, again, they outpowered us. Lemieux was out there. Um, Gloria was, he was sitting, but Tippett, you know, a couple of these young kids that just throw their weight around and make their presence known. Detroit doesn't know how to play that type of game. We get steamrolled. And we get, we did. We got outplayed the entire game. It was just, it was embarrassing. It was, it was an embarrassing game to watch. I'm not, there's nobody to even highlight in this game. The Dukovic came up, played goal. I actually thought he played very well. He didn't let in any bad goals. One of them was an empty net. Uh, just that's, be, that's because it was an empty game. They probably forgot that they, uh, that they were playing in the afternoon. Threw all their threw their uh, routines off. Yeah, they're no, they're they're just 
The only thing that worries me, I like the only thing that worries me about Detroit right now, is I said this last year on, on the show, is I'm just worried that they're going to lose the locker room. Because if Larkin, you know, he's been here for all down years. You know, it's not like we back in the Deadwing era when Eisman came in and he turned the culture around. Larkin came kind of in the middle of, of the downswing. And there's no end in sight right now. So I know he just signed a big contract extension. That doesn't mean that he, he won't demand a trade. Like, that that can't happen. Um, well, I don't think it will. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it will. But, you know, there's there's teams that will probably pay his salary to, to get him on it. But I, the only thing with all these down years and the way that they're losing games and getting outplayed is how much longer is your ciders? How, how much longer is Larkin or Raymond or Wallman or some of these young guys? I mean, you can only lose so much. And you're like, God, this just sucks. It sucks to lose. Like, I want to win. I want to I win games. How do I do it? And it's moving to a different team. So I just, I really hope that the attitudes don't change in the locker room. I hope that these guys can just rally through the, the tough this year and next year and just reap the rewards when they come. But that's all I got. That, that's my... Uh, I'd like to... First I'd, like to week. I'd like to know what the record is in afternoon games compared to evening games to see if that really is a thing like throwing off all their... Uh, all their uh, Sounds like you got some homework to do. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So the Predators, they, uh, see, that was last, last Saturday, they had to get, um, I guess the Jets, and they, that was a, you know, at the time, it was a huge game, um, they, they could have gained some ground, but, um, and they, they scored first, uh, Cody Glass, he's hot, but then, you know, when they came back and tied it up, and, Speaking of saying hi, Luke Evangelista, uh, you know, Bleacher. That's pretty good. He gave him a 2 to 1 lead, but they, you know, they blew the game. That, uh, so the Jets ended up tying it and went to overtime, and the Jets won in overtime uh, 55 seconds in. So, you know, I mean, they got a point. I guess that's all right, but. Uh, then they moved, you know, that was a, that was a home game, so then they, they had to go right, the next day they had to go fly to New York and play the Rangers, and I don't know if they ever, uh, made it to New York, because they sure didn't look like it. Uh, they lost big 7 nothing. uh, that's all I got to say about that game. But then they stay on the road, and they go to... Buffalo on Tuesday, and I was there because obviously I, I kind of mentioned it earlier during the early minute that I was at the at our game. Um, and is, there be, is there going to be a virtual fist fight here? Well, I tell you what, actually, I, I thought there was this game. Um, but they, you know, they played really good. You know, they came on 
the first three and he outshot Buffalo 12 to 5. He just, you know, the defense, the receiver's defense, for the most part in that period, kind of shut him down. Um, except for, you know, they did manage uh, um, a couple goals, Tomasino and Duchesne. Um, uh, but then, uh, you know, the second period, Buffalo kind of bounced back a little bit. Um, they actually had a there's a 14 and 8, you know, they, you know, watching it. And I was up in the, the 300 level, and it actually wasn't, I mean, they could actually see pretty good. Um, but, you know, Luke Evangelista, he, he continues his, uh, didn't I mention his name or, uh, last, uh, last game? Uh, he had a couple in this one. Um, I know he's only got five, but. And then uh, McDonough had a, uh, and he, he extended to six to one. Yeah, she thought he had scored, but apparently it was offside. So, but anyway, you know, Buffalo tried to come back, uh, but then uh, Duchesne did get his second goal of the game. Uh, I think that was an epic neck goal. Um, uh, so, just, uh, so, they ended up winning seven to three. For Sherwood, um, you know, in the second period, he got to play with uh, Tage Thompson, and it was actually kind of a kind of a draw um, at first. You know, they, they were just kind of not really any punches being thrown, just kind of wrestling, and all of a sudden, Keith For Sherwood just he got he got put free and free, popped him right in the face, and that as soon as he did that. Yeah, Thompson just hit the, hit the ice. I mean, he just dropped. So that was the end of that fight, obviously. But um, that sounds like a dig. I like to keep going. No, no, but, like no, no, because I mean, it was, it was, it was a pretty square fight. I mean, it was. I mean, not like much. It wasn't. It was. Give me two hits. We hit you. You hit the floor. If you lost right, that's the ball one it did. Because there was like, yeah, I, I really, I, but I, I, well, as you mentioned it, uh, but it, I'm trying to steal the car here, but I'll, I'll Well, it was just an even, even fight until he got the, the, the punch in and he just happened to, I don't know how he got to it free, but, but anyway, um, so that was a huge win at that time. Um, it'll get, to get back in and then uh, and return home on Thursday to play crack and of course I was playing my game at the time uh, um, but they actually pulled off a win in this one um, it was a shootout win um, the Seattle scored first uh, but he for sure would score to tie up um, actually but uh, Duchesne and Thomas Hero scored in the shootout and that, at that time, it ended the Seattle Six game uh, road winning streak. Um, but an interesting side about Seattle is they they were playing in I was they playing before now. They had a game Tuesday. It was Monday, and then so they, I'm sure they flew in Nashville. Said they were in Nashville for probably three, four days. I would assume so. They're probably have Kind of living it up in Nashville because you know they had the two 
the two games in Nashville Thursday and Saturday. Uh, so I'm sure they came in on Wednesday, and then they're there all day Friday, and just Saturday was an afternoon game. But um, the uh, before I turn it over to the Buffalo recap, just want to mention that on Saturday the that was the Pekka unveiling the statue unveiling. So that's why I'm wearing this. 35 half. So the next time I'm in Buffalo, next time I'm in Nashville, I'm sure I'll be getting a picture with the statue. So, and that's on it. For that, I'm not going to bother recapping the second Seattle game. Did we have any pictures of the statue anywhere? Um, no, because it's digital. I'm not, I haven't been there since they have it. But that's all I got for Predators. Let's move on to Buffalo. Busy week. I didn't do last Friday. Not much to say. Craig Anderson got to start six points out of first and second wild card spots under in a game. Three games in hand for the second wild card spot. Skinner takes a penalty. Philadelphia scores and make it one nothing after one. Did not get to watch much more due to the podcast going live, but they tanked and lost five two. Boy Olson scored two goals, but it was a little too late. I think one was like. Five seconds left. Uh, they lost. I said they were going to win. Boston on s- Sunday. <clears throat> UPL gets a start. That's all that I have for that because that's about all you need to know. That was another 7 of them loss, just like Nashville. Speaking of Nashville, Craig Anderson gets the start as Dan. I'm going to make this quick because Dan just went over it all. 2 nothing Preds after 1. Dylan Cousins barely touches it backhand and pulls the Sabres within one, but Predators turn around before I could even finish typing that last sentence and made it 3-1. Tades dropped the mitts off the ensuing faceoff. Duchesne scores. Buffalo challenges. The Pred player was sides. No goal after making it 6-1. And Chasing Anderson from the net. Nashville takes two quick penalties. Tades scores to make it 6-2 early on in the 5-on-3. Skinner makes it 3 6-3. They pulled you, and Duchesne makes it 7-3. So I said they were going to win. They lost. Now they're red for me. The Devils. This is a only real recap I have. UPL gets the start. Dylan Cousins scores his 28th goal of the season to open up the goal scoring. Beautiful pass from Quinn. <clears throat> Tage buries his 100th NHL goal, 44th on the season. 39 seconds later, after blowing past the D and putting it top shelf. Devils made it 2-1. Tage takes a strange hit and immediately gets off the ice. Sat on the bench for a bit, but eventually heads to the locker room. Uh, then Quinn got behind the D, buried his 14th of the season top shelf. Doubles immediately, switch goalies. Darlene levels Nico Heischer, and two doubles jump on him I saw that. and start attacking him. Sabres headed to the power play, but couldn't bury one. New Jersey pulls within one at the end of one. Tage returns early on in the second, just like that. Tuck scores his 31st goal of the season to make it 4-2. Sabres kill off two consecutive penalties near the end of the second. One, Quinn attempting to get a breakaway was held to take it into the net. Dougie Hamilton given a holding penalty, <clears throat> but Buffalo could not convert. Later on, Tuck scored his second of the night, 32nd on the season on the power play. A tip-in shot from Dowles. <laughs> Just like that, Jack Hughes scored his 38th goal backhand through UPL's 5-hole. 
Buffalo challenges it, and again, it was clearly offsides. Still 5-2. Hughes scores a little bit over five minutes into the third, this time for real, and make it 5-3. Five minutes later, he scores a power play goal just after Tuck had a shorthanded breakaway. New Jersey pulled their goalie with over a minute in regulation, but the Sabres hold off for the 5-4 to win. I called a loss in this game, and they won. So another red. And then today's Islanders game is good outcome, but a very boring game. <clears throat> it was 0-0 until six and a half minutes left in the third. Oposo finally breaks the tie. And then Skinner buries an empty net to make it 2-0 final. It was a lot of chances, but no goal scoring. Comrie got the start. But I said they were going to win that game, and I got that one correct. And that's all I got for my recaps. Sounds like Buffalo. But anyway, that's, uh, that's all I got to say about that. I won't be recapping that next week because we already just did that. So, and I mentioned um, they had uh, like a um, Rene uh, statue unveiling. Um, so, uh, I don't know what else we got. Uh, any news, Red Wings news that he didn't already mention? No, not too much from Detroit. I mean, they're just they're plugging and playing guys, playing with you know with only a few games left. They're going to give some guys opportunities to come up. Honestly, everybody knows we're tanking, so give the kids a shot to come up and see what they're made of. That's why Edmondson's up here playing, and he's playing well. Um, but yeah, it's just it just sucks. Huso, he he's got an injury, but there's no information on his injury. Everyone's still trying to speculate. I think it's just we're given to do the break because we wear out goals in Detroit. I mean, Grice was, you know, he was a higher-level goalie when we got him. Ruined him. Uh, Nadalkovic, he came over as a, a highly-ranked prospect, had a great rookie season. We ruined him. Um, now, Billy Huso's in here, started the season off great, and we ruined him. So we can't find a goalie that we don't ruin so my guess is they're probably giving the kid a mental break, letting them, you know, get a few days off, bring that back up. They talk about bringing up um, some kid from, from Grand Rapids and give him a shot. I mean, they're just, we're tanking. We know it. It's that unintentional, intentional tanking. And that's it. Uh, so I don't really have any HL news stories other than um, the Coyotes are kind of your favorite team. They're back in somewhat... Um, this time, Batman kind of didn't, I don't know, maybe he's trying to get new one. I mean, I don't, I haven't seen why, but the Coyotes minority owner was arrested. And so Batman and the NHL suspended him indefinitely, whatever. 
Not sure what that means for an order. As far as spending, how do you suspend an order? They just can't get the money for them? <laughs> or, or for the team? Yeah, who's suspended? The minority owner. Uh, oh, I can't remember. He was arrested oh. for something. He was arrested for something. I didn't oh, see. The Coyotes. Thank you. The okay. joke of the league. They're a nightmare. Batman's got to cut the umbilical cord. Let this team go. Yeah. Let him go. There's not a market. It's 100 degrees every day there. There's no ice. Even, you know, they're, they're a terrible team. Terribly run organization, as we can see. Just let it go, Batman. Let them go to a, a team that's going to actually get fans in the arena and have the support of the NH or have the support of their their communities and, you know, provide a team to watch. There is no Arizona. Arizona's, yeah, they're just not, they're just not it. They're not the answer to what the NHL needs. And they're um, kind of adding, what, two more teams, I think they said? Oh, God, I don't know. They got enough Yeah, they're shit. talking. Batman was talking about adding two more teams to the league. There are already 32 teams. Yeah. They're talking about having a 44 team league. I need to get this guy out of his uh, commissioner's office. Anyway, uh, is there a league vote? Like, how do we get rid of them? Can we do like a poll on like ESPN or something? Yeah, we need to right. start a poll. We, we need, need to have a poll on Is it time for Barry, Barry Gatman? Jesus, I'm, I'm just... Out there, but we should we should create a poll and put it out to our listeners, out to social media, and see how far. It goes. So, but another thing, a longtime Flyers broadcaster, I don't really particularly, I don't know, he's not much of Homer's boss guy, which he, but he would. But uh, Steve Coates, I don't know how you guys feel about him, but he's retiring, and he's going to be honored in a pregame ceremony against Buffalo on April first. So just uh, just wanted to throw that one out there, um, and I know you just—I don't know if I should mention this because you don't like this guy from you know he's got Detroit kind of Detroit connection even though it's football. Um, but they, the Kings had a Rams night for some reason. Not sure why, but he was there hyping up. Matthew Stafford was up there. Uh, Hype it up to Kings fans, so. Stafford? Yeah, Stafford. Not, not sure why he did that. Because um, he's going to be out of there soon. They're trying to shop him again. Yeah, well, this is, that's why I don't want to get into football, but. Um, let's see. Um, you did it, Dan. You took us down the rabbit hole again. Yeah, well, well, you go. I, guess you go. I guess we can move on to the hideout. I got a couple things. <clears throat> First things first, bring back the black and red. I'll say it again. For the love of the goat head, bring back the black and red. But the uh, retro jersey? I don't love it as much as I love this jersey. So I have some stats for you. <clears throat> the obviously they only played at home this year with the red and black. They've played eleven of the twelve games. They are nine wins, one loss, and one overtime loss. 
the first six games they scored six goals in and won all six of them. So the first seven games, the seventh game they scored seven goals. The eighth game, they won 5-3. They won another game, 5-4. They lost in overtime, 1-2, 2-1. That was a Rangers game, and they lost 4-0 to Philly in the other game. So they have 54 goals scored, 33 goals against. I don't know what it is with this team wearing this jersey this year. But I wish I had gotten this stat. Their home record, let me pull it up real quick. Their home record is horrible this year. So for them to be 9-1-1 wearing this jersey, that's pretty bad. When their uh, home record is 14-20-3. And three. So they've won five games without the jersey. They've lost 19 games without the jersey. And two overtime. So, like I said, I don't know what it is about this jersey. It just hypes this team up, gets them going, gets the fans into it. Obviously, I love the jersey. I wish they could do black and red at home and the blue and gold on the road. I don't know. But uh, moving on. No. This jersey for the home, and then wear the saber blue and gold, the current blue and gold one on the road, or yeah, on the road. Um. So I went and did some uh, research. The Sabers have three players with thirty or more goals, five players twenty-six or more. The only other ones close in the league, Edmonton has a 60-goal score, 44-goal score, 33-and-30 goal score, but no one else above 20. So that's one, two, three. That's four goal scores above 30. Devils have four 30-to-37 goal score, but no one above 20. So Buffalo is the only team that I could find that has five players, 26 goals or more. But again... They're still out of the playoffs. Sage's 44th goal on the Islanders game, I think it was. <laughs> um, that was the first goal. First, sees the first Sabre with 44 or more goals since 1992, Pat LaFontaine and Alex Mogilny. Thomas Vanek, I think it was 06, 07, was the last player who scored 43 goals. So... It's been 30 years since a 44-goal scorer was in Buffalo. So that's just crazy. So as of yesterday, Tuck has 31 goals, 35 assists, 66 points in 62 games played. Eichel, 26 goals, 29 assists, 55 goals, or 55 points in 59 games. So Tuck is still over a point per game. Michael's getting there. He's pretty close. And that's all I got. I still think you guys won the, the war in that one. I don't care what Michael's stats are this year. He's leading Vegas. He's their top goal score, top point producer. Whatever. Yep. But I think I think you guys have the better locker room. I think you guys have the better future. Like yeah, they're they're a team that's in the here and now, but their odds of winning the cup are just they're still not there. 
I think Buffalo is growing the right way, and I don't know. I, I think Buffalo made the right the right decisions for their future. Uh, I like what Nashville's doing right now. Like, I know you hate to say it, but what oh, they're doing—they're setting themselves. I like you. I like to know why. Why? I mean, all of a sudden, after the trade deadline, they're got more wins and. They had in the first part of the season, you know, like if they did that early in the year, they probably made a better in a different position. But their young players are, I mean, they're just, I don't know, maybe they're fighting, playing for jobs. I don't know. Maybe that's why. But, you know, these younger, these young players like Evangelista and Cody uh, Glass, you know, they're, if they can keep doing this next year, Following, um, you know, maybe it'll be, maybe they will be uh, back in the playoff race. And, well, that's just the prayers. Don't get rid of them like you did with and and, 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 um, yeah, uh, and Arvidsson, who scored again today for the Kings, um, but, you know, speaking of the playoffs, um, just a little update on the Eastern wildcard race. The Islanders have the first wildcard spot with 83, and then you got Pittsburgh right behind them with 82, and then Florida's nipping on their heels. So, yeah, and Buffalo, they're, they're, uh, they're hanging in there oh, with 76 points. Um, I with Washington. Um, but but just, I don't know, they're also kind of, kind of up and down lately, so um, I think they just need to learn how to learn, learn how to play this time of year. Um, moving into the Western wildcard race, uh, you see Seattle uh, leading that with 88 points, and they are actually just two points behind Edmonton uh, for the third in, in the division, so that's, that's another race to look for, look to. Um, and then you got Winnipeg holding on second spot, 85, and then uh, Calgary, Leapfrog, Nashville, uh, with 81 points, Nashville 80. They're five points out. I mean, they, they do have three games in hand in Winnipeg, but they need to win. You know, they're, they're, they've been kind of up and down. You know, they win, lose, win, lose. So I hope they don't get to play us. And, I'd like to see him make the playoffs and keep that streak going, but it'll probably be just like last year. Get blown out in the first round and then get it with Colorado. So I don't know. I, I kind of don't want that. I mean, that'd be not, it'd be, yeah, it's great to make the playoffs. Uh, if you make, why, why do you want, why try to get them to make the playoffs when they're just going to lose in the first round? Um, well, that's different, you know, if a team like Boston is tops in the league, um, you know, they, that, that would, that, that's different, you know, if, if they lose the first round because they're killing teams. Um, but uh, moving on to some suspensions, I just seen one, uh, AJ Greer, uh, um, yeah, what, what team he plays for? Um, he got suspended one game 
Place for Boston, cross checking Montreal forward Hoffman. Intentional cross fade or cross check to the face. One game. <laughs> he did something like that. <laughs> and it just it goes along with what we've said and we've talked about. Just player safety is way inconsistent. They don't know how to police this league right now. Um, and partially it's because there's no Forcers. There's no street justice when it comes to this. Because look at look at Draper. When he was cross-checked into the boards by Lemieux, nothing happened right then and there. But we all know what happened down the road. There was a freaking melee at the Joe. So that's that's street justice. That doesn't happen in the NHL. People want to fight after clean hits. Um, you know, it's just, it would be better if there was some sort of uniformity across the league when it came to punishments from Paros. I mean, you'd think he would get it. He was one of those guys. And, you know, one game, you know, I, I just saw that video. It wasn't even dirty. It was on a faceoff. Or, you know, actually, before the faceoff, they were kind of slashing each other a couple times. Uh, the Montreal guy slashed him and he slashed him back and then the Montreal guy put a stick up this is a, into a, like a defensive posture and then AJ Greer just ah, shot him right in the face right, right in the I mean he just like I mean it was just it, it has more than one game give him five games I mean I don't know what his history is but I don't got a point Kirby's got a history He's like, I can't, yeah, I can't even, it wasn't cross the play, just crossed up right to the face. I mean, it was no, I mean, he, he's, he's just standing there looking at him, he's just standing there looking at him and just cross. Yeah, I, I didn't see that video too, but yeah, that, I, yeah, that's, one game is, you know, that's just like a slap on the hand. Um, yeah, I, 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 I didn't see a fine, that, that, that's a fine game. If the play was going on, maybe, but this is before the play, before Puck is even dropped. They're lined up for a face-off. No, I, I, I agree with you, and I think it was a terrible call. I think that, um, you know, I think that Peros should have given at least two games for this incident. And, and like Mike Hoffman said, he goes, you know what? I did this to somebody's back. I got two games. I get it to the face in one game. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I just, the inconsistencies are, are killing, are, it's just, the, the players are starting to see it. I mean, Hoffman calls them out. When does it change? I mean, what, what is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back and they make a change? Or, I mean, does somebody have to get, like, seriously hurt? Or what? Because head hits are on the high. Um... You know, I mean, just look at Marshan for several years. Never, I mean, he got away with everything. Just oh, because, yeah. And just because there's not a whistle on the play doesn't mean the NHL can't give them disciplinary action. So if Marshan need, need to knees somebody behind the scenes, the NHL can come back and say, listen, we caught you. I don't care if there was a penalty or not. You know, you got two games for that. 
you know, but they don't they don't do that. It just doesn't happen. And I, we've talked about it. Watch the watch the movie Ice Guardians. Maybe it's time for Paris to go as well. Is uh, not that way. I see you. Never seen that. We've never seen that. I mean, maybe we've uh, it before, but Paris, uh, uh, so. I don't remember his name now. Shanahan. But he came back, so hopefully he's all right. And Thompson, I believe, was uh, missing for half a game as well today, so he may be out again. Yeah, I got 
watch out for that. Oh. And then, so that drops Boss to number two. And then I have Vegas uh, moving to number three. Cause they, they've been playing really well as of late. Um, despite their little injured goalie, but I think it's going to be okay. Um, they'll take, they're going to really miss him too well, too much. Uh, then I got Carolina um, move up to the fourth spot. And then uh, you got Dallas running at the top five. And then I got New Jersey number six, Colorado seven, the Kings eight, and I think they are going to be moving up. Um, I got them moving from I had them at eleven last week. Um, Seattle, I got them at nine, and I think they're going to be moving up too. Um, I had them at sixteen last week. Um, Winnipeg at number ten, and then I got Toronto at eleven, Pittsburgh at twelve. They've been kind of up and down, but. For the most part, they've been winning some games. Um, Florida, uh, I got them at 13. I think I got them moving down, actually. Uh, I had them. No, actually, I had them staying, staying at 13. Uh, I got Minnesota at 14. I had them dropping from 7. And then Tampa Bay, I got them at 15. I, they dropped from 8 on my list. And then... Um, did it again. I got Pittsburgh twice. <laughs> so I, I won't put them there. I'll put the um, I'll put Why Washington. do you always have two teams? I have the same team twice. Two weeks in a row. Master one. No, not two weeks in a row. I didn't do that last week. But uh, so I'll put Washington in the 16th spot. Uh, um, and then uh, well until today, I was gonna put him. I, I was gonna mention uh, do a mention Nationals because they've been playing. You know, they just been. You know, they, they, they won games they probably should lose, and then you know, and of course they lose games they should lose anyway. But they're not gonna make the playoffs this year. Um, but I just think they've been. I don't know if they're playing for a job. I hope they're not playing for the coach's job. I know I mentioned, uh, did I mention last week about Heinz? I, I don't want to get off too too much of a tangent on this before you guys, that you guys could go through your Red Wing 16, but... Let's hear about Heinz. This could, this could, um, I just... I, I, was I, was just I was just saying, you know, how maybe they should just keep them on for another year. Um, but for what reason? I mean, I know they, they, they've, they've been playing pretty. They've been playing pretty good as of late since the trade deadline. But I mean, they have had a couple of blow losses, so I don't know. I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. My but guess is anyway, my guess is you'll probably see Hein stay for a year. I I don't agree with it. I saw what happened with last year, like. You can only polish a turd so much, and it's still a turd. But anyway, let's move into the year. So you don't just you don't just get to cut the conversation and decide. Well, I, I didn't want. I'm, I'm talking about the year. We're in the middle of the Predator 16. I didn't want to hijack it. Maybe do the Predator 16, and if you want to talk about it, we'll talk about it after. All right, because I do have a comment that I'm going to make. Now I'm going to zip through this. 
So I've got Boston, New Jersey, Carolina, Vegas. And I'm going to go Rangers, Vegas. Um, I like Toronto, Kings, Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, uh, Tampa Bay, Edmonton. I like the uh, Kraken, the Lightning, the Islanders, and the Jets. That's what I got. I've got Boston, Vegas, Rangers, Kings, Carolina, Jersey, Toronto, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado, Edmonton, Seattle. Seattle had a couple big wins recently. I don't know who they played, but they were uh, big wins. Tampa Bay, Winnipeg, and the Islanders. And 16, sick with uh, Pittsburgh. I realize I only did 15. I would go Calgary. Thank you. 
13-4. The game against Laval Rocket, he had 43 saves against the Rock. He had 32 saves against Toronto. I guess he's the reason why the Admirals are been winning. Um, so obviously, you know, you're you're Griffin's obviously lost at least two of them. Yeah, I mean, they uh, yeah they lost two to the Admirals like you had talked about. Uh, they did beat the Wolves, um, and then the Wild. Then they lost to them last week. They played the Wolves again. The Wolves. Yeah. I remember you talking about the. I think we were talking about the Wolves last week. But they played like ten. But they played like ten times a season. Yeah, they, there's like three teams and they play the same ones over and over and over and over. And over. So um, like really, exactly. That's exactly right. But yeah, I mean, Ned's up. Um, I don't even know who they have in who their goalies are right now. But yeah, there's a lot of movements down on you know in Grand Rapids as well. Just like I said, guys get pulled up. I'd like to see Tara Hirose get a shot back up in the big league. Um, oh yeah, Bradstrom. That's who it is. Victor Bratstrom and John Luffman. But I don't know. I don't know. Grand Rapids is they're just right in the middle, like like they're in the bottom of the league, but they just can't seem to, to get going. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll ever see these kids. I know we've got some good guys like Casa, he's coming up. Um you know, I can't wait to see him play for the Griffins. We'll see what he can do. He'll probably be up there next year. But, yeah, so the Griffins had more losing, a couple of wins. And uh, hopefully hopefully they can turn it around because, boy, we need all the help we can get up in the big league. Yeah, they're, uh, they're two points ahead of the Wolves. And Admirals have tied Texas from seventh division at 81 points. The Amherst have had a decent week. Tuesday they lost in a shootout. Three to two. Uh, Friday they went down three nothing. Luckily they came back and won in a shootout. And then tonight it was a barn burner, one nothing shootout win. So they went through regulation and overtime, no goals. Four rounds before someone scored in the game, in the shootout. So they currently sit in fourth place, just four points behind second place. In the Amherst, it's the each division is different. So the Amherst division, top three get a bye, and the fourth plays the fifth team in the first round. Because they're just one point behind Syracuse in third, so they're they're battling for that top three. Yeah, and they beat tonight was Utica, so they gained on them, and they have a game in hand, so. If they get that game in hand, a win, that'll put them at 69, just two points behind them. So there's a possibility they can have a bye, but they can also be not in the playoffs because sixth place has 62 points. So they're close as well. They can't stop winning now. They're 4-4-0-2 in the last 10, so they got to get a couple more wins here next week. Big game tomorrow, Buffalo Bills Day in Rochester, so... 
I'll be there. Wow, we got a first time chat from Jonathan. Said the Red Wings suck. <laughs> they do suck. Welcome. I disagree with that. Welcome, Jonathan. Welcome. Yeah, it's too bad. They are pretty they are pretty horrific. Any new followers? Not today. Can we get a follow of Jonathan? We'd love to have you follow us. But yeah, that's all I got for the Amherst. Right. 
Monday we have Montreal, which I will be at the game. Hopefully, Devin Levi will make his first career NHL start. He still hasn't played a game yet, so hopefully they play him against the uh, Canadians. I'm going with a win for that game. And then on the 31st, the Rangers come to town. I'm going to go with a win for that one as well. And looking ahead, I have a win every single game the rest of the year. Say that. Yeah. And I have a loss for every single game for the Predators. I'm going out, <laughs> I'm going out on a limb. I think you're going to have some reds. The Red Wings have a bunch of losses coming up here. Um, so they have the Rangers and the Rangers have the Rangers. So they have, so next week they've got Pittsburgh on Tuesday. They're going to lose that game. Um, where could I put one of them as a win? Just Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to change it to a loss. <laughs> loss against Pittsburgh, loss against Carolina, loss against Winnipeg. So it's another back to back Thursday, Friday, Carolina, Winnipeg. All those are losses. It's, they're, they got some tough games. Pittsburgh, Carolina, and Winnipeg are like. Pittsburgh's playing. They're. They're playing for the playoffs. They're, they're really, they're in a battle. They, they're, they're playing their hearts out. And Carolina's, they're, they're, they're just a good team in Winnipeg. Just, they're, they got many good players. I mean, so, yeah, I just don't think, I think Detroit's mental aspects are kind of like, yeah, they're out right now. Especially, well, I mean, especially if they get down in the game. It's like, this, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they can't come back, but they just, I mean, they do come back, but then something happens and they end up giving up a couple goals earlier. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and as tough as the Wings have it, uh, the Predators, see, they're, they're just a tough, I mean, I don't think they've been playing. Do you keep well. comparing to the Predators? You guess they're no. playing pretty well. Well, they, they, they might keep playing because they've played very good the last time. Uh, I know, I mentioned Toronto. I said Toronto. Oh, I think said Predators. No, I said because the Predators have Toronto coming. Mm. Um, no, I mean, they, I mean, Toronto, they just beat, they just played, they just played uh, the Hurricanes and, uh, like I say, Carolina's just—they're just too good right now. Um, and then they're, they're, the Predators—they uh, always 
They always play Toronto, like, bad. They always seem to lose to them. But after the last couple games, I guess Seattle, um, and then it's, it's at home, I think they're going to win that game. Um, I think Saros is going to have another great game if, if he plays. Because he played against Seattle, I think it was the second game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, if he plays, Bye-bye, Buffalo.